Isn't that a wonderful thing? <laughs> I'm going to try this one more time. How is everybody doing? Yeah. Mm. Obedience is best. And I thought we learned last week. I know. That's why you got to repeat things sometimes. Man. And you know you told your child, didn't I tell you that before? Yeah, they heard you, but they didn't listen. You hear the piano right now. It doesn't really make you want to do anything at the moment. But when you listen, it means you're going to do something. You might want to clap your hands. You might want to praise God. See, listening means you're going to do. Hearing means most of us just hear things and we're not going to do anything about it. We're just hearing but to listen is on purpose to do. Welcome to Walker Ministry. We're a teaching ministry. Amen. All right. If you came for church as usual, you're not going to get it. <laughs> you're going to get the word. Jesus said, come and learn of me. Yeah? Amen. Well, it's time to do such. <clears throat> Man. Y'all know, Pastor, I don't just, just jump right in. I got to. Check the atmosphere. See if it's right. If prophetess didn't get it right. Come as a child. Come as you don't know anything. See, when you do that, you can receive. Yeah? Ah, oh, man. Good to see all the guests and new people visiting us. Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, good to see y'all. Good to see you back there. Everybody, say hello. hello. All right, y'all representing me now. I love, I love people. I mean, how you have a shepherd don't love people? Don't even make no sense. Mm. Buckle up. It's gonna be a ride today. Let's get it. <laughs> Come on. I mean, you're supposed to be. Cheerful, happy. How you going to win anybody to Christ if you're looking so serious and depressed and heavy? God said, that's not from me. He's very specific. I didn't give you that spirit. So you must have got it or received it from someone else. See, that's another thing. We, we are deceived. We're deceived when it comes to our joy. You can't rejoice unless you have once had joy. Just like you can't depart from the faith unless you was in the faith. Yeah. I hear. Ah, thank God you got you at a place where the Holy Ghost really does reside. In the hearts of the people. See, it's not the building. Man. Wow. I tackled some issues today. Yes, sir. You know, last week, you know, we, we're still on talking about the heart. And that's the issue of everything. That's why your relationships are like they are. It's a heart issue. Good or bad. 
Y'all know I'm going to go to it, right? <laughs> Minister, you know what to do. <laughs> you got to break through some things sometimes. Boom. Mindsets. Amen? Amen? Let's do it. Proverbs chapter 12. All right. All right. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Don't get mad at me. God said that. You need to be reminded of that. See, you, you got to break down those listening barriers. Why would you come to the house of God with a listening barrier up? You came to receive. And a lot of times you, you think you hear just because someone asked you. That's not it. That's the means to get you to hear something different. When God wants to do something new in your life, he brings somebody new in your life. Because the same old people ain't doing anything. How you doing? Pastor Rod, I'm doing your life. God wants to do something different in your life. Yeah. See, you got to know who your shepherd is. I'm going to say it again because you can be in a, in a ministry for 10 years and not receive the man of God as your shepherd. God said, I will give you shepherds after my heart. That means, again, you can't choose. He said that he would, but he's not going to go against your will. He's not going to go against your will. The most powerful force in the universe is the human will. God loved you so much. He gave you that in his image that you could use your will to turn from him. Oh, that's a loving God. I'm going to give you something you can actually use against me. It's your will. Mm. You don't think so, huh? You use it all the time because you come when you want to come. You stay home when you want to stay home with no fear of God. He said, it's, you, it's better that you didn't even know me and don't serve me. It's better that you didn't even know. It's better that you weren't born once you come into the kingdom and then you disobey his commands. He said, it's better that you didn't even know me, that you weren't even born. But see, man don't care. Man has his own will. Isn't that something? You use your will against God, against the will of God. His God, His will is that you, that we gather together in the bond of unity, forsaking not the assembly of yourselves together. So you can't stay home once. And then there's a certain behavior that is required when you say, "I believe." Most people. See, y'all don't understand. He said, <laughs> correction means that, see, you go to a church and there's no correction. See, no, he said, when I correct you, that shows you your sonship. You're my child. I love you. Yes, Lord. What kind of parent won't correct their child? Just let them do what they want, think how they want to think. That's not love. Oh, my goodness. That's what the word of God said. 
He said, you're a bastard child. He said, he said I'm, I'm establishing my sonship when I correct you. That you're mine. We don't want that. We get mad. We get an offense with God. Oh, Lord. How, how awesome. I'm just saying, how crazy can we be? I got the question. I got it. Everybody here born again? Okay. What does that really mean? That I'm born again. Mm -hmm. I still got the same body. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, you, you, nothing changed on that. I didn't just, you know, lose 50 pounds. It didn't happen like that. Right. I'm born again. You must be born again. He said, in order to see or even enter into the kingdom, I must be born of the spirit now. Come on. Yes. Not your mama, not your daddy. Of the spirit now. What happened? What happened at that new birth? What happened at the new birth? Can you even explain it to someone? What happened at the new birth? Can you actually say, I'm not the same individual? But wait a minute, I got the same clothes on my body. <sighs> Your spirit was renewed yes. or recreated, should I say. Recreated. Your spirit was recreated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Re means that it was already there, but it needed to be recreated. Just like the earth was there, it needed to be recreated. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So what's the problem? I'm saved now. And it says that it has to be through the renewing of my mind. It is. There it See, is. this is what happens. A lot of us get saved, but our minds are still the same. My God. That's the battlefield. So when your mind is not renewed on the daily, your old nature, your old nature, your old habits, your, your old way of thinking is present now. It's dominating. See, that's what happens. A lot of people are reborn again. They spirits is recreated, but their minds have not yet been renewed on the daily basis. That's what happens with a lot of us when we get saved. And this is how, this is how it's hard to, to detect or even see a saved person. Because they act just like they act before. Because their mind now has not ruled by its spirit. Good, Pastor. So are we talking about the heart? Because as a man thinketh in his mind, no. As a man thinketh in his suke, no. As a man thinketh in his heart, cardia, so is he. So the issue with everyone is a heart issue. Because that's how you think. Your brain's just a control center. Receives and, and, and receives impulses. The heart is just, you know, biological in the natural sense. A biological mass that pumps blood. But who is man? Man is in, created in the image of God, which God is a what? Spirit. And man is a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Yeah. 
See, that, that right there alone tell you who's ruling you. Not your spirit. Because your spirit loves that all the time. Now, your soul got to calculate and think. Hmm. They treated me this way since I was a child. <sighs> I'm not getting to the message, but I'm in the message. See, a lot of times a pastor just get up and he's done studied and hopefully he studied. And then he just want to get his message out and so he can go home, get on the golf course or go to, you know, Golden Corral, whatever. That's not what a shepherd does. Because he gotta, he's got to wait and discern exactly what is in the house. And one of the things he gave me, we're going to talk about before I get into the heart. We're going to talk about the root of bitterness. Because that's what's ruling a lot of y'all. Mm. Yeah, you got you to do it. You got to do it. I don't just throw something up. Gematria and whatever it lies, that's what we're going to talk about today. And another thing, you need to know what's on your bloodline. You need to know the pattern of your bloodline before you get mad at your husband or your wife or your children. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all came to learn today? Yes, sir. Okay. Can I teach? Yes. All right, I'm going to teach today. <laughs> but I'm going to do it under the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not me. I don't, don't, mm -mm, not me. Holy Spirit. Got to catch it quick. Got a lot of ground to cover today. See, a lot of times you mean, look at life situations and what's going on in our family and our choices that we make. It's, it's what's really on your bloodline, the pattern of your bloodline. Yep. Yep. And demons, the demonic, love your bloodline. That's how they travel. Yeah. That's how they can go from generation to generation. You need to know your bloodline. Who who was doing who is doing roots in the house? Who who is doing, I mean, what what you been doing? Yeah. On wh where's the Masons in my family? Where's the sisters of the Eastern Star? Where are they at? Where are the occultists in my family? You need to identify those things. I'm trying to help you with your bloodline. What's going on with little Billy? Why he act the way he act? Because you haven't discerned what's on your bloodline from your mother house and your father house or your husband's. Your bloodline is what gives the demons the access, generational access to you. Trying to teach you. Just. Little cloud in here, I got to preach out. Come on, deal with it. My God. You can't hide here. And you shouldn't want to hide. That means you in conjunction with darkness. You shouldn't want to do that. That's a see, that's how you know that you know I'm born again, but my mind still hasn't been renewed. 
If I'm born again and I talk and treat you just like I did before, there's no way. And if my thinking is exactly the same about the word of God, something's wrong. We need to identify what's wrong first. How are you going to fix anything if you can't identify what's wrong? How are you going to stop the enemy coming into your home unless you know how he got in? Okay. See, this is the thing. What we do, because we don't know, we crack. We, all we do is crack the window, see that it's the enemy, or the door, and turn around and go back to sleep. I'm talking about, the Bible says he's a thief. He's a robber. So if you don't have an identified what's on your family tree. See, then you're going to try to beat the demon out the child. And you can't do that. See, you know why? Because you didn't go to the root of the issue. All right. Okay. All right. Am I in there with somebody? Even if you don't want to say yes. Even if you don't want to say yes, I know. Mm-hmm. You must renew your mind. Salvation's threefold. So because you got saved, it don't mean you're in. You're working now on your salvation. Because if I'm working on something, it means that I can stop working. It means that I can't lose. That's for your once saved, always saved. This don't make sense. Once you had a job, you always have that job. That's not true. You know you lost that job. You don't have that job no more. Show up. Show up. Mm. Yeah. So even in the natural, it don't even make sense. Then why get saved then? See? This is... Kind of logical. Some of you need to stop playing. When it comes to your servitude. See, a lot of us just take advantage of his grace and his mercy. Do what you want to do. Think the way you can't really think the way you want to think either. And then come into the house of the Lord with no intentions of repentance. Just want to feel good. What would happen if he would show up today and the heart issue that you have right now? Would you get in? And if you stayed home, would you get in? See. This is the things that we do not take advantage of. And we we just say, oh, God, know my heart. He absolutely do. Because no one else does. Not even you. He knows your heart. He knows the intent of your heart. You can say what you want to say, but he knows the intent. He knows exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. Mm. How come we act like he don't know that he can't see nor can he count? How can we act like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm qualified. See, that's the problem. A lot of times we have pastors, they're not qualified for your wilderness journey. What's it like to be divorced? What's it like to have a blended family? What's it like to be stabbed? What's it like to be hurt? What is it like? So you got to have a pastor that's been in the wilderness so he'll know how to get through it. Moses was in the wilderness. Okay. He won't just sitting up on Mount Sinai. Y'all come on. Y'all got that? To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Well, what am I correcting? Hmm? Absolutely. It'd be crazy to have an art with the teacher that God has anointed for you at this moment. Why wouldn't you want to receive Except it's your thoughts. You came to receive, not to inspect. That's for anybody. That's for anybody. You came to receive. Trust God that he led you. And the ones who continue to come, trust him that he continue to lead you. To come. Okay. <sighs> What's the root cause of my continuous issues? It's not the message yet, but got to get here first. Can I go? All right. What's the root cause of this fruit that I'm bearing? <laughs> and you got good fruit, the Bible says, and bad fruit. Okay, hmm. What is the root cause of this fruit in my life? Why I keep losing jobs? Why I don't have any good relationships? One, you must first know how to establish a foundation for a good relationship, for a good marriage. First, you must be found trustworthy. First, you must be found friendly before you expect somebody to do something that for you that you're not willing to do for them. Yeah. All right. Why I keep losing job? Why I keep losing relationship? Why I keep having these anger issues? Why I keep I've got these addictions? Why do I keep walking in insecurity? Why? What is the root cause of my thinking on that matter? I'll tell you, we, we have such an adversary, such an enemy. If I could just get the body of Christ to stop arguing and fighting with each other. And then once you stop that, you can actually see the enemy behind the scene. That he's only manipulating. He's only the puppet master over whoever is willing to yield their heart. Because once I get him, see the enemy, once he gets you to yield your heart, he know that you are a speaking spirit. So now he will allow you to have self-imposed curses over your own self. He said, be slow to speak, quick to pray, 
Now are we so emotional? And we keep making the emotions a negative thing. You're supposed to be a mastery over your emotions. That means that you are driving them. They're not driving you. That means that you can redirect them. You can't if your heart is wrong. You can't if you have an offense. You can't if you're operating in your love and not God's love. You cannot. It's impossible for you to redirect your emotions. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Let's find out real quick. Go to the word. Go to Hebrews. Just want to read a scripture here before we get into it and do a recap from last week. Amen. Hebrews 12. Uh, started 14, 15, and 16. Amplified. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 at verse 14. Listen closely. In the Amplified Bible, strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue that consecration and holiness without which no one will ever see the Lord. Stop. <laughs> the word of God is teaching and instruction. I don't know how, just obey what you heard. Do you see that? Strive. Well, strive means it's going to be in the effort. You got to exert a certain amount of energy to live in peace. He said, uh, my peace, I leave you. Not the peace of this world, but my peace. Oh, the simplicity of the gospel. Wouldn't you agree? So why are we in such conflict with each other and with ourselves? The plane going down, you must first put your mask on. You must first have your peace. Before you try to help anyone else okay mm -hmm. amen so are you striving to live in peace with every did it, it said with everybody that includes the world They ain't even worried about the world because we're having a hard enough time just with believers. Oh, my God. I'm still talking about the heart. Is that how we walk when we meet God, when we stand before Yahweh Elohim, when we stand before El Shaddai, El Elyon, the everlasting, when we stand before him, is this going to be your testimony? Because you can't lie. Did you strive to keep peace with everyone, everybody? 
Oh, we could just close the book right here and go on home. Have you? You know that hard and difficult person. That person that make you feel funny when you walk by him. Have you strive? I told you, that ain't them, that's you. They make me feel funny. No, it's you. That's right. It's you that feel funny. It's not them. It's not. I'm trying to help you. Oh, that sister. Now, I have a hard problem in you detecting demons when you yourself can't see that you're in pride. So how are you going to detect a demon on someone else? How are you going to give a word to someone else and you can't receive this word? The word that's designed for you through his shepherd. See? Arrogance of man. Pride of man. Oh, I'm trying. I mean, we didn't even get to the first sentence. I mean. Come on, minister. Start to take it from the top again. Verse 14. Yeah. Strive to live in peace mm. with everybody and pursue that consecration and holiness without which no one will ever see the Lord. See, so <laughs> holiness, yeah. wholeness, shalom, meaning that you can't have a, a crack in your foundation. If you do, call for some help. Let's get a survey out. Let's find out where the, where the source of it, what happened to it, so we can repair it. That's what salvation is supposed to do. You know, because your spirit now is recreated. Now that's your new foundation of who you are. Old things have passed away. All things have been made new to my spirit. Not my attitude. <laughs> See, we, we keep reading it, but we have no understanding of what is what has what is what is new man are y'all getting some clarity yeah. i know you hear same scripture over again but there's no understanding mm. 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 come on minister verse 15 exercise hold on hold on hold on <laughs> without the holiness you won't see god Ain't that why we save? Ain't that the whole purpose that we are to see God? So when you come to Christ, there's a certain way that you are supposed to live. And it's not your will. It's God's will. Oh, I thought that's how you're supposed to live now. It's based on God's will, not yours. See, that's, your will is the old nature. But the new nature is God's will. Okay, come on. Verse 15. Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another. Oh, okay. You will be without excuse. God don't care about your feelings then. What did you do? See, this is the thing. When you're saved, your sins have been forgiven. What you're going to be judged on is what did you do with what you heard the word. That's where you that's where you get your crown. That's where the great crown, white throne of judgment is there. The judgment, that judgment is for you. 
course, we ain't been taught on the great white crown of judgment, so. Yeah, go ahead. Be on the watch to look after one another, to see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace. Okay, hold on. See, once you get saved, you're responsible now for, your brethren. for the bro your brethren. No, we don't. We don't. They don't teach us like that. It's about you. So for me to be saved, it, listen, it, it's a link. It's supposed to be. If you're really saved. And once you're really saved, you should have a desire to see other people saved. Not about you. It's about my, my problems and my husband won't do right and, and I, all these type of things. To be saved means that you have a desire now like Christ. Go ye into all of the world. Nope. It's still about you. You can't talk about the heart if you don't talk about selfishness. You know I'm going to go there. All right, but here we're trying to get the root of something. Come on. See that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace, his unmerited favor and spiritual blessing mm. in order that no root of resentment, rancor, bitterness or hatred shoots forth and causes trouble and bitter torment and the many become contaminated and defiled by it. See, when you're bitter... When you're bitter, see the body of Christ. See, we, we just don't know how to function as the body of Christ. You can't stay bitter. Because it's just like the leaven. It leavened the whole lump. So the root, see, this is why you need to know yourself. You need to know yourself. You, base, go, go ahead, finish. Go ahead. I'm going to get back to it. Go ahead. 16. Verse 16. That no one may become guilty of sexual vice mm. or become a profane, godless, and sacrilegious person, as Esau did, who sold his own birthright for a single meal. And he became bitter for something that he did. See, this, this root of bitterness is... You can't overlook it. Because a lot of us, that is the root of our issue. You don't want to talk about it now, do you? You know why? What bitterness does, it deceives. Bitterness deceives you. When you're bitter, you can't see clearly. When you're bitter, you are a candidate for supernatural deception. When you're bitter. The original sin of Satan. Mm-hmm. Teacher. 
was the root of bitterness toward God. The original sin. Mm. That no one may become guilty of sexual vice or become profane, godless. Woo. Bitterness turns you from God. We won't read. <laughs> Isaiah 14 tells you. The root of Satan. Fall. Was bitterness. And I told y'all that he was designed for the worship to go through him. That's why he had all the pipes and everything inside of him. All the instruments, everything was inside. All the precious jewels was inside of him. But he felt that he wanted to keep some of the worship for himself, like you do when you don't worship. You're doing the same thing. Because now you are the worship leader. Now you have all the pipes, vocal cords, strings, all of that's in you now. But you won't praise him. You won't worship him. You heard the prophets today. won't you and then why won't you be consistent in your worship okay oh lord have mercy man god y'all wake up now have me up all night that's disrespectful just be in the holy ghost today man that's the only place to be that's the safe place to be See, the thing of it is, when you're doing what you like to do, you, you, ain't, you ain't nodding. I, was, I, went to, I went to Built to Worship yesterday. Yes, Pastor was in there. Glory to God. I didn't see T nodding one time. No anybody else in there. I didn't see her passing out. And I did the whole hour. <laughs> and I made a commitment to be there every Saturday. See, y'all, y'all missing it. It's called built to worship. And I experienced something that I couldn't experience by not participating. Standing outside is different than actually being in the worship. It's not exercise, it's in the worship. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. People, we don't support nothing. Sometimes. And you need it. It's worship. That was good. It was good. I see what God has given you. I experienced what God has given you. Because ain't no way a person with an autoimmune so-called deficiency disease can do what I saw her do. Three times yesterday. We come, we just tired of sitting down. See, I told you, it's the will of man. I mean, people, they do things out in the sun. 
95 degrees, doing what they want. But when it comes to this in here, can't do it. You are deceived. And that's the problem. No one has told you and just let you stay in your deception. Not here. You You shouldn't. That's darkness. And you're not supposed to like darkness. And if you really cared about your brother, you would help them. See, we're not. <laughs> I mean, can the real believers stand up? I'm just saying. Glory to God. No, that's just rhetorical. Look, they stand up. I like that. That's obedience right there. Mm-mm. Man, I'm going to get there. I'll take my time. The original sin of Satan is his root of bitterness toward God. Satan told you. And I said that he wanted to be up just like God. <sighs> then he was mad because he created man in God's image. Mm. That's what he did. He felt that God was holding out on him. Got all this worship going through me to you. Surely I'm the anointed cherub. And I can get some of that. Mm-mm. See how we think? It was his thoughts. It was the darkness in his heart. Okay. All right. He developed, start, a root of bitterness against God. All sin goes back to the root of bitterness toward God. Mm-hmm. Your rebellion. Okay, if you don't want to do this, oh, so you you gotta have <laughs> you gotta have teaching that you can have it made applicable to your life immediately. So while you're hearing it, you should be making adjustments in your spirit. I'm gonna treat them right. First of all, I need to repent. First, I need to develop a repentive heart. So that's that's the Christian. Hold that for long. See that when you when you forgive, it sets you free. Not them. It sets you free. Oh man. Okay. Oh, I told y'all last week. I'm gonna move on. Let me see where we are. Last week we were talking about giving, and I told you as soon as you hear giving in the church, you think money. Wrong. I told you my teaching was giving to give, not giving to get. See how churches mess us all up. Soon you hear give. See, and, and I told you, you you only upset because you think it's yours. <laughs> the earth and the fullness thereof. That means everything in it is his. You're just a steward over all, but possessor of none. See, that's the problem with us. That's what makes it so hard for us, because you think you own something. He said the earth is his and the fullness thereof. All right. This is why it's hard for us to give anything. You got 10 pair of shoes, at least one of them is someone else's. Oh, 
Sí. And giving is a heart issue, not a material issue. Like we make it. So they, they have the, the prosperity gospel. You give to do what? Come on, y'all know it. <laughs> some 30, some 60, some 100. Taking all out of context. See, I'm going to help y'all if y'all just stay with me. See, sometimes you got to tear down erroneous as false teaching so you can receive the real teaching. Okay? Satan is a master of the word of God. He just can't live it. He knows it. When he was with Jesus in the wilderness, isn't it written? Isn't it written? He know the word. And he know that you don't know the word. Okay. All right. Mm -mm. Y'all keeping the bond in unity and love? I am because I'm going to preach the truth. That's what you need. Okay. Not your truth. God's truth. Because your truth is selfish. It works for your behalf. Mm. Told y'all, I like, gave you an example last week with Minister Mario over there. And I said, you know, I was going to go out to lunch or dinner afterwards, but I didn't have any money. He came up and gave me the money. But it was money that I had gave him prior. So when he gave the money to me, he had no problem. He won't grieve because it won't his. And that's what we do with God. You're grieving when you give because you think it's yours. When he gave that money, he was like, hey, he go. It was no attachment to it. He freely gave. And I freely received what was already mine. Y'all missing it. Y'all missing it. You're missing it. You're missing it. See, if you don't know your, own, your sonship, you don't know what is given to you. I got the promises of God. If you do the proper exegesis on that, you're going to find out that the promises of God were about salvation. The thing that you're not happy about. Because you got to live a certain way with salvation. Ah, teacher, teacher. Woo! See how we, I'm trying to make sure we don't manipulate the scripture to fit our agenda. And see, when you don't have discern or know the word, you don't know when you're being duped. Speak the truth in love. Okay. And that was a good example, though, wasn't it? I love that. I love that. So it's the same thing when you give. I told you, giving is not about money. Giving is about the heart. But you keep making it about money. It's about the heart. He loves a happy and cheerful giver. Heart. Oh, see, we... 
Teacher. <sighs> so last week, we, I said we had four kind of topics I want to do. It was dealing with selfishness. That was the heart. Then we dealt with a grieving heart. We did that. Now this week, we're talking about developing a generous heart. Yeah? Oh, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> God wants us to develop a generous heart. Meaning you have to develop, meaning that it's not there. You got the raw material, but it needs to be developed. Yeah? Oh, man. Go to Deuteronomy. I'm not going to finish today. Y'all all right? Y'all learning something? Y'all growing? Are you going to stay the same? <laughs> Why would you go to class and not engage or want to go to the next level? Why, why would you do that? You don't want to waste any time. You want to come in and get what you need to get. Now I can make it uh, uh, applicable to my life so the world can see that I know Christ. Yeah? Oh, the world need to see that I'm dead to myself first. Okay. Oh, man, I got a few people with me. Deuteronomy 15, 14, New King James, and Amplified. You know how we do it. Split it up, please, sir. Deuteronomy chapter 15 and yes. verse 14. Yes. And the New King James you shall supply him liberally from your flock, from your threshing floor, and from your wine press. From what the Lord your God has blessed you with, you shall give to him. So whatever you have is not yours. What you have is shared. It should be. But... <laughs> Wait a minute, I done worked 40 hours a week. You mean I got to share this with somebody? Y'all yes. know yes how you think. You don't want to share. Okay. Let's find out why. <laughs> God wants us to be generous. We were born selfish. But we are reborn generous. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. We were born selfish, but you're reborn generous. Is that everybody in here? I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. Mm. Man. The problem is, teacher, we just need to renew our mind. benefit is it to read the word hear the word and never do the word he said don't be a hero only but be ye a doer of the word well that means you're accountable for what you hear how come it how come that doesn't affect us oh you're the man in the mirror soon as you see your reflection and turn away you forget mm. Mm. 
Think about that. We really want to be generous. <laughs> I hope. As believers. Ah, go to Luke. Six. Boy, time is flying. Go to Luke six. Twenty-seven. Mm, through thirty-one. Luke chapter 6 at verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes <laughs> you. Stop, 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 stop. Teacher kind of messed me up for a second. Hold on. I lost my concentration. Start again. Start again. Verse 27. But I say to you who hear. Mm. Hold on. Y'all hear that, right? Who hear? <laughs> go ahead. Love your enemies. Here we go again. Do good to those who hate you. <sighs> hold on. Hold on. Y'all know. Quit playing. Y'all saying, uh, wait a minute, Jesus. That's a hard thing. How many of y'all saying that's a hard thing? To love your enemy, to do good. Okay. All right. All right. I, I, I would surmise we don't know who the enemy is. Mm. Mm. Go ahead, minister. Verse 28. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. Mm, 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 mm. They like somebody messed up on that. It's a typo. Because don't you know what they did to me? Ain't no way. You ask a hard thing. Hold on. Read that one part again, minister. Because I think we're missing it. We're going too fast. Read it again. Verse 28. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. Knowingly. Right. Ain't no mistake. See, th this, is, this is for real believers now. This is for real Holy Ghost filled people. This is not emotional led people. You can't fight the enemy with your emotions. So stop. Man, if y'all just would understand that our marriages would be perfect. See, and perfect is complete. Perfect is also, I make good decisions. Not in perfection, of like limbs and, you know, I got one leg shorter than the other or, you know, one eye is lazy. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about perfection in your maturity. Be perfect in that. Not led by your emotions. Your emotions have made you make some of the worst decisions and some of them can't be taken back. Because of your emotions and you didn't calm yourself and you didn't you didn't seek counsel that's another thing if you seek counsel follow the instructions 
If you're being mentored, be mentored. Don't become the mentee to the mentor. Hello? All right. The Bible says a wise man becomes wiser when he sees counsel. Not the dumb man. He said the wise man. He's wise when he seeks. Okay? Come on, minister. Verse 29. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Mm -hmm. Give to everyone who asks of you. Mm. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, watch this, you also do to them likewise. That's the part that you <laughs> refuse to see, but you want. But you want it. But you want it, but you refuse to do what you want. I'm just saying, is he actually literally saying that? This is about your heart. But I got to use parables and illustrations, you know, and so you can actually grasp the meaning of what I'm saying. Just like when I said give and that's what they're doing they're giving the other cheek giving of it's their heart see that's the problem it's our heart oh my god is anybody getting this i hope so okay you ready is that it no Oh, you got it. Yeah, you should do 31? Yes. Okay. The whole context of that scripture is that you lend to people with the right heart. Whole context of that. So you give people and do things for people, but your heart still ain't right. Okay. Hmm. What God was dealing with in that whole scripture is the heart of the man or the heart of the matter, which is your heart. And also, he was teaching you in that scripture to share <laughs> to share I'm sharing my heart with you right now I'm hoping that you are sharing your heart with me right now okay all right here we go that's one of the first things we teach our children If it's to share. Now, if you're a single child, now what happens is they're going to teach you when you interact with other children. But that's the whole thing is teaching you how to share. Y'all know, 
You got that one child and he got his toys. He got friends over and he's playing with his toys. And as soon as he see him pick up another toy, he drop his toy and go over there to you. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. Y'all know him, right? <laughs> That's mine. All right. Yeah, I'm going to get that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, we do that too. Mm-mm. That's mine. That's mine. That's my feelings. I feel. Come on with that. Okay, bring it We still do it. That's why he called us little children. We still do the same thing. You know, I'm not speaking to her. That's not mature. I'm mad at my wife. I'm mad at my husband. Little children. Well, they did this to me. Didn't you see? And then when I start bringing you in, you start talking about everything else everybody else is doing. I'm talking to you right now. That's what we do. What about, you know, Susie? Mm-mm. You let her do this. Why you don't never let me do it? Mm-mm-mm. That's just, I'm just saying, my God. Oh, Jesus. What God is really saying, and he said, when will y'all actually grow up? He's saying, when will you grow up and be like your father? Mm. That's what he's saying. Uh, Second Corinthians. Nine. Six through eight. Second Corinthians chapter nine at verse six. But this I say, mm-hmm. he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give mm. as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful (laughs) giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. You either believe that or you don't. Again, they use that. For what? Money. It's funny. He, the, the church used that for money to put stuff for you to give, but it's putting something bad in your heart. But God said that if you do it not grudgingly, he said, what would I abound to you? What? What happened? If you just give the little two mites with the right heart, spirit, Read that again, minister. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That hold, you hold on. All grace. Okay, ability. For whatever situation. Not because of your money, but because of your heart. Jesus. 
I'm trying to keep it as simplistic as possible. So you'll stay awake. I mean, for real. And we, we, we're struggling with all these type of things and hey, I don't have enough. And it's not even that. The issue is your heart. Because his word said this. Read, minister. And God is able. Oh, he's able. See, everybody just make it cliche. He's able. He's able. You don't even believe it. He's able, listen, to change your heart with the word. That's one of his promises. See, but do we got to get us out of this church mentality about giving? Because if you don't give in one area, oh my God. If I don't get to it, I'll get to it in another week because it's about designating your giving. Okay, come on. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you, always having all sufficiency in all things. All things, not a few, all things. Things you don't even know that you need. He said, in all efficiency, in all things. See, you don't know the might of God or the power of his word. Because you wouldn't be struggling with giving. Okay. Okay. Come on. Always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. No, just a little bit. An abundance. See, you don't you keep missing it because if you would just do what he asked you to, you would have more than enough for everyone else. Hmm. It's not, I'm not I'm talking about the heart. Can you get it? The heart. But your treasure is attached to it. This is why you hear so much teaching about it. It, money is the most subject taught in the Bible. Because I got to go where your treasure is. I have to talk to you about your heart. I got to talk about money. I can't talk about money if I don't talk about your heart. I can't talk about the heart if I don't talk about money. I can't talk about money if I don't talk about your heart. Because that's where your treasure is. I'm trying to meet where you are. Okay. Hmm. That it? Yes, sir. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. They're like, Pastor, no more. So at some point, you have to grow up. At some point, you have to grow up. At some point, you got to say, my heart is in the right place, in right alignment with God's heart. Yeah. I mean, that scripture should deliver you right on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, but the thing of it is, we come to Christ, you can't come to him and you don't trust him. You have to trust him. Yeah. This is what we do. We serve him, but we don't trust him. Mm-mm. Develop. I'll we'll probably have to close here. 
develop a grateful heart. You have to develop a grateful heart. Well, you can only develop a grateful heart once you're put in a situation where you would have to grow. Other than that, you can't develop sitting at home doing whatever you do. You can't develop a grateful heart until you're put into the fire, to the test. Once you uproot that spirit of bitterness. Oh, my goodness. Don't let them use you. Stop letting the enemy use your emotions. Stop giving them over to him willingly. And see, if we were really loving each other, protecting each other, we wouldn't have to worry about that. That's what the scripture said. If we really would care, I'm saved so you could be saved. This is good. That's what salvation is about. Go ye into all the world. No. We won't leave out the four walls of, the, of your mind. Teacher, let, um, I, so I ain't even going to get to everything, but yeah. No, yeah, no, no, pressure's on. Develop a grateful heart is what I was telling them. Deuteronomy 15, 15, real quick. Teacher standing so y'all know what that means. That means I need to wind it up. <laughs> y'all trying to get me in trouble. Oh, no, I got to go home with her. No, man. And all she got to do is be like, I told you the people are full. <laughs> she gonna look at me just like that. Now I done told you. You need to know when they are full. <laughs> and every week I say the same thing, Dion. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can I get this last one? Can I just say this? Just read the scripture. <laughs> Deuteronomy 15 and verse 15. Okay. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I command you this thing today. This is the one. I mean, this part right here is the one. I guess it won't be the one today. I'm, I'm being obedient. Look, look at the time there, man. Man, I wish I had about another. I need like three more hours to unfold this thing. Uh, Let's thank God for the word. Amen. Amen. It's able to change our souls, our way of thinking. Next week. Thank you, Pastor. Yes, ma'am. Right. I just don't want us to take the word for granted. Not that we do, but I just want to assure that we don't. Amen? Uh, I was asking, you know, what, what is Holy Spirit saying to us? A lot of times when we hear familiar scripture, we just kind of hear the same thing. We don't hear the voice of God. And what is he exactly saying to me to where I could implement this and I can grow from it. So I want to help you grow from what you heard. And I'm going to do this in five, less than probably five minutes. It's uh, 
Hebrew, the scripture that pastor came out of Hebrew 12, I believe 14, 17, man of God. <laughs> You're there? Yes. Hebrews chapter 12 mm -hmm. at verse 14. Reading in the Amplified Bible. Okay. Strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue that consecration and holiness without which no one will ever see the Lord. You stop there. I don't know the reality for us with what we're hearing and whether you really understand what does it mean to strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue that consecration and holiness which no one will be able to see God. What does that mean? What does that look like is the question. All right. Me striving in peace with everyone. And if I don't do that, I will not see God. See, this is the ministry to where when the word is proclaimed, preached, taught, that you have clear instruction on what God is actually saying and what you need to do about what you're hearing. Because for us, we hear the word holiness. We hear peace, but we don't know what peace really means. Holiness. We don't know what it really means. What Spiritually, what is God saying? Because he's speaking to our spirit. So uh, I won't delay you anymore. You're like, come on, give it to me. Okay. <laughs> Peace is binding what's been separated. This is why in our home, look, it's a separation. People think that when they get a divorce, they're separated. Or when they get a separation, that they're separated. There is, That's good. there is a separation in the home as to why there's no peace. You're separate from me. You're separate from God. So when you're one, this is why he said, I wish that you were one as me and the Father are one. Peace bonded together. This is why there's no peace within. There's a separation between you and God. And this is why there's no peace in your home because someone is separated from God. And no matter what you do, see, because we do these outwardly things to try to bring about peace. So I'm going to take you out to dinner. I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy you something. Matter of fact, let's go on a trip. I'll buy you a new ring. Let's rededicate our vows. Let's, what you're saying now is let's, let's rededicate our separation. Because that's how we've been living. Yeah. And there's no way 
that it ever gonna get better until there is a bonding of your relationship with God as an individual so that now you can love and have peace with God and also men. He said, because if you don't have this binding with me, oh, see, now, see, y'all doing a lot of different things trying to figure out okay. and get people to actually love God. And to see what's going to happen. What's going to happen is the same thing. Because there's a separation from God. And it's by choice. Peace is also, it implies health. This is why there's so much mental illness. Okay, okay. You lost your whole mind. You see that there is... No peace, you're going to find a lot of people with mental illness. Mm -hmm. But you will maybe have to see mental illness and actually say that this is what it is. It's a state of well-being. Peace. Your state of mind is healthy. Your well-being, you're sober-minded. See, this is why there is no joy of the Lord because you're not, your well-being is not well. Your state of mind is not well. Peace is prosperity. This is why God speaks about that I, would, I wish that you would be in heaven above all else. That you would be in health. Look. You don't know how many times he said peace. I just gave you peace is health. Okay. Peace is prosperity. Mm -hmm. See, but you've been looking for the prosperity in things. Above all else, I want you to be in good health. He said, and your soul, look, your soul to prosper. Yeah, yeah. Again, Peace, because he says, I left you my peace. I leave with you my peace, not the peace of the world. Because this is why, again, we do all these things, looking for something great. I get a new car, I get a home. See, you're looking for peace. You're looking for peace. You're looking for peace. In the house, the car. But you find yourself in the same wreck that you've been in for most of your life. Because you, look, you're not striving to be bonded with God and also men. And the reason, and pastor, you said, when are we going to grow up? We're going to grow up through peace with men and God. Because this peace with man and God, it adds to your righteousness. Oh, y'all not ready. See, you don't know what holiness is. Holiness, again, see, is peace. Righteousness, see, this is all in the Holy Spirit. It's a way of living. Holiness is putting your life aside for God's purpose to use you. 
Yes. Consecrated. Yes. He said, but when we don't love, when we don't have peace, strive. He said, you ought to be eager as a hunter, striving to have peace with me and also your brethren. Because without this, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He says, without this, your holiness has no place to be cultivated. It doesn't grow. You don't grow. It adds to a right behavior. By me having peace with you, it adds to a righteous behavior. See, you've been fighting each other, not getting along, and putting your salvation in jeopardy. Oh, the greatest thing of this is that why he said you won't be able to enter into heaven because this is the method of being reconciled. All these are, are different parts of you helping reconciling the body of Christ. It's in your peace with God and man. It is reconciliation. See, y'all don't understand. You See, what I did last night, I had the opportunity. Anyone who say that they are a Christian and they enter my presence, it, it is a mandate on my life that I ensure that you are called up to who you say you are. Because peace also, sister, what's your name? Suzanne, peace is also this, that I I actually claim your salvation. And the thing about it, Suzanne, is that when I see or hear that you're going on the wrong path, I reclaim your salvation. Oh, see, y'all not ready. See, you have to love someone enough to reclaim their salvation. Pastor, it's I had to know the answer as to why God said that you will not be saved. You can't be kept if you don't keep your brethren. You can't be kept if you don't keep your brethren. And see, many people are going to get upset with you, but I have to speak the truth. I have to speak boldly what God says because it's your salvation. You're going to get over your feelings. But you won't get over hell. Oh, you would get over. See, now, it's a lot of people that you're still around, and you're allowing them to be wishy-washy in the kingdom of God. And their blood will be on your hand. No, you can't make anyone come to God, but you have a responsibility as a brethren to call them up and reclaim their salvation. Now, you have said, that you're a child of God. Wait a minute. The way that you're speaking. The way that you're not believing. But the word of God says. And we have to say what the word of God says. So I'm look. I'm reclaiming you. I'm, see now the enemy. He gets far too much credit. We have to be about our father's business. It's very serious. This is why when you're around me, 
you know that I will call you up every time to who you say that you are. And I did this with a stranger. But see, but you're not a stranger because you're in the kingdom. You're my brethren. And you can't tell someone just to be who they are. That's the problem. No, we are changed. Nothing about us is the same anymore. I said, that's not biblical. I have to call you up on that. See, but we think about, I'm going to hurt your feelings. Wake up, Billy. We feel that we're hurt someone's feelings. So you don't say what's necessary. It's necessary. If whoever sinned that they are a child of God, you have to be that way. And you're not giving them, oh, come I'm going to back up from that one. I'm going to back up. Either you come all the way in or go all the way out because you can't play with the Lord. You can't be on the fence about God. You either Hanukkah or he said he will spew you out. You have to. You have to say what is necessary if you really love the person. I love this girl like she was my sister. I'm like, wait a minute. You're leading her on the wrong path. It's how we communicate. We can't keep saying and speaking these words of the world. You can't leave space for the enemy to come in and manipulate what was said. Speak the, speak the truth only. Don't, it's not your opinion. It's what God says. And I leave you with this, is that before we were saved, we chased sin. Before we were saved. But now that we're saved, sin is chasing us. So this is why you should strive to have peace. Because this peace, it develops and cultivates your holiness. So you can see him, you can experience him in reality. See, but holiness for us is the way that you dress. It's all the antics and how you talk. But it's, it's, it's not what we know it to be. He said you are to have peace. With God in man. You ought to be, you ought to bind yourself, he's saying, with me and man. Because if not, you're separate. This is how the enemy brings division. The bond of peace. He speaks about that, but we don't know what that does. It cultivates righteousness and it develops the spirit of peace. And this spirit of peace, it, it has so much strength. I'm not trying to, I'm not teaching out the past. I'm, I'm ending right here. I'm ending right here. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you, my peace, not the peace of this world. But we're seeking the peace of the world. And this is why we find ourselves in the same situations. Because we're not seeking, striving after to have peace with you. We're still in our own opinion. We've come up with our own doctrine and way of doing it and thinking and talking and then mixing that with the word of God. I realize this is that until you, until God 
directs you to your spiritual leaders, you're in a very dangerous place because you cannot see or hear. You say, oh, yes, I can. You could, he you could hear, and you can hear at a certain level, and that level, even as a sinner, was to hear salvation. And you can even look at your life now. How much have you heard? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, how much have you said? It's a certain level that you have to allow because God has placed and given you pastors after his own heart. Pastor, but I realized this, is that because they see the people of God, the spiritual leaders, as mere men. See, there's supposed to be a, a, a reverential fear. Not that I fear you, but of the office and from where you speak from. Okay, there it is right there. See, but I realize we listen to friends. They are your oracles. They're your preacher. They're your teachers. We have to get to a place to where you really grow. Because too much of your life has been wasted. And you duplicating the same mess over and over and over again. We are supposed to be living the Zoe kind of life. And that is, first of all, having a sound mind, having resources. Everything that we're supposed to have and do is supposed to be in excellence. But we're still striving the wrong way. He said to strive to have peace with God and man so it can cultivate your holiness. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is the time now um, for our giving. Ministers come up, our worship, prayer. This is the time.